0: This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be finishing up with Moritz Moskowski's first piano concerto. Moskowski really had a few different nationalities. He was born in what's now Poland, but was then part of Prussia. He spent a lot of time in Germany and finished his life with a few decades in France. He was also Jewish, and very proudly so. Moskowski never shied away from his Polish and Jewish background, despite a fair bit of anti-Semitism and racism in his time. His brother, a writer and humorist, even compiled a book titled The Thousand Best Jewish Jokes, and Moskowski's music was described by one critic as, quote, reflecting his Polish origins in their fire and brilliance. But that background may have also made it harder for some to accept him in both his time and afterwards. He spent his training and early professional years in Germany, where musical nationalism was very strong. One prominent critic, Hans von Bülow, made a famous or infamous statement about Germany's supposed dominance of classical music. Quote, "...the three greatest composers are Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms. All the rest are Cretans." Moskovsky had a witty reply to that, saying, quote, "...the three greatest composers are Mendelssohn, Meyerbeer, and your humble servant Moskovsky. All of the others are Christians." Now, the other two may have been picked more for their alliteration than any political statement, but it's worth noting that those are the two composers Wagner wrote about in his infamous essay On Jewishness in Music. Suffice it to say that Wagner wasn't celebrating Jewish music, and that essay has been a sticking point for many people when it comes to evaluating Wagner as a composer and as a person. But unfortunately, anti Semitism was not uncommon at the time, and Wagner makes a few points that, when taken in the context of Moskovsky's reputation, might help explain why such a tremendous talent has been sidelined historically. One of Wagner's biggest swipes is that Jewish composers' music is too superficial. Quote, What issues from the Jews' attempts at making art must necessarily therefore bear the attributes of coldness and indifference, even to triviality and absurdity. Does that sound familiar? Maybe the quote from a critic we heard yesterday, quote, We do not expect heaven-sent inspirations from Moskovsky. Specifically about Mendelssohn, Wagner levels the claim that his music is well-structured, well-written, pretty, and essentially meaningless. It's almost as if Mendelssohn was doing an imitation of a classical composer, getting everything technically right, but missing that heart of what makes music great. And again, the same criticisms have been laid against Muskovsky. And that's one of the most insidious anti-Semitic charges, that essentially Jews are impostors, foreigners who are trying to pass as Germans or French or whoever, rather than the full citizens of their country of origin. Moskovsky even had a quip for that. When asked why he didn't convert like many other Jews, he said, quote, "...convert? That would be too Jewish." All of this is not to say that Moskovsky should or shouldn't be celebrated more. I mean, music is subjective. There's a wide range of tastes some people like his music, some people don't, some people are indifferent. I'm not saying that anti-Semitism is the only reason for his lagging popularity or that anyone who criticizes his music is anti-Semitic, but there are patterns that can't be ignored when it comes to assessing critical responses to his music, especially in his own time, Whatever criticism was leveled at him, Moskovsky stuck to his Jewishness and his Polishness proudly. He didn't let anything turn him away. Musically, this final movement can possibly be best described as ambitious. It's over 20 minutes long, full of various themes and ideas, and Moskovsky doesn't seem to want to stop introducing new material even when he's three quarters of the way through the movement. It starts out solemnly with a slow introductory passage that bursts open into the energetic first theme. And it may be long, but there's plenty packed in there, a lot of excitement, so much so that to describe it all would just take forever. Better to just let Moskovsky do his thing. Here's Ludmil Angelov and the Zhezhov Philharmonic with the finale of Moskovsky's first piano concerto. And that applause is from the first audience to hear this piano concerto in a long time, at least over a hundred years. Hopefully there's more applause like that for this piece. It's certainly something that shouldn't be relegated back into the dustbins of history. Thanks to the Zhezhev Philharmonic and Ludmila Angelov for putting that up on imslp.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and next week for your classical break, we'll be listening to some Brahms, some Tafanel, and we'll start things off with some Schubert. I'll see you then.